Welcome to today's episode. Today we are joined by the millennial economist, Sonia Khan. And the episode starts in three, two, one. Hello, everyone. I'm Diana. And I'm Naomi. And this is Girls Just Want to Thrive. It's a lifestyle podcast where we talk to women who are thriving not only in their careers, but in life. We'll discuss current and relevant topics in beauty, wellness, dating and relationships, and self-care. We would love for you to join our new community for uplifting women from all walks of life. Don't forget to follow or subscribe to be the first to hear new episodes every week. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to today's episode. Today, we interview a guest, the creator of the Millennial Economist, Sonia Khan. Sonia, thank you for coming. Sure. Thanks for having me. No problem. So before we get started on your blog, what is your background? Like before you started the blog, where did you go to school? All that good stuff. So I grew up in New York, outside of New York City, a small little cute, like hippie town called Hastings on Hudson. It was really nice. Like, you know, you have access to the big city, but you're still a suburb. And then I realized that I wanted to go to school in a big city. So I decided on GW, uh, George Washington in D.C., and studied economics. From there, I became a labor economist with the DC government, and then switched over to where I am now to with a federal agency, I'm working as an economist full time. Cool. Yeah, that's very cool. So what was the process like going down more towards the federal economist route versus like maybe some more like mainstream um, commercial types? It's hard, but it's also like the U.S. federal government's known for their great statistics and like everyone values them. And I got a job offer and I was like, oh, well, it's really respected and it's like a great first place to start your career. I mean, some people stay for the rest of their career too, but it's a really respected place to be. Oh, that's awesome. Good. Now you've created the Millennial Economist. What basically is it about and like, what does it offer, especially for millennials, like it says in the title? So I was an economist. I am an economist. And I was talking to all of my friends and they never really got what I was doing on a day-to-day basis. And they were like, yeah, we get it. But like, what does that really mean? And so slowly I would explain what I actually did. It's like a lot of Excel and it's a lot of data. They would ask me questions about what's going on in the economy. And I would really have to give it to them, not like I'm talking to my colleagues, but like to someone who didn't major in this and who doesn't have a background in this. And, and the more I did it, the more I realized I really liked doing that because you kind of see like, it's like teaching, you kind of see the other person getting it and it gives you so much satisfaction. And so I, I did that a lot for friends and family. And then I created Millennial Economist last year in 2019. And like with that aim, so making economics digestible, accessible, relevant to everyone. And we're aiming to simplify data and deconstruct trends 
to help empower millennials to make better decisions in their everyday economic lives. So that's anywhere from like, when's a good time to buy a car versus like lease a car? When's a good Mm. time to purchase a home or rent? And it's, and so those are really big decisions, but then it's also like buying clothes that are more sustainable instead of fast fashion. So it ranges like every decision you make with money is an economic decision. And if you have more background in it and you kind of get what's going on, you can make a better decision. I like that you broke it down and that it's not just about these big financial purchases when it comes to economics, that it's every aspect and every being of our lives. I mean, everything that we do each day at some point has to do with economics. So I think that's great that you brought that up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. So like, I just had this conversation with my parents who were like, oh my God, you spent $40 on a water bottle. Like, are you insane? And I was like, well, it's kind of worth it. If you think about like how long it'll last, Mm -hmm. it brings you joy. And now that I'm working from home all day, every day, I really need something that I'm like looking at that looks nice, that does a job that keeps my water cold or hot, you know, whatever. And so that's a small example of an economic decision, like an opportunity cost almost. So what are some of the most common topics or some of the more popular topics that are covered on your blog? So we try to break it down into like anything and everything. Um, So obviously, like the more important things, like what does the unemployment rate look like and who's the ones who are going back to work versus losing their job. But then we're also talking about like the economics of uh, of dating and like what does that mean for like who you choose as a partner. So we're trying to throw in some like fun stuff in there as well as like the serious stuff, which we think you should know too. So what is your most favorite topic to write about or post about? (laughs) Well, I'm an econ nerd, so it's very like the dry stuff, but it's fun because for example, we're a team of six and no one else has an econ background. So I'm kind of producing the content and then they're kind of making it, whether they're marketing it, whether they're doing business development or like website SEO stuff. So they each have their roles, but it's really nice to test out if they're getting it first, because like the way I think, and I assume that everyone kind of knows stuff, but that's not the case. And so that's been really nice. But yeah, I really like taking really difficult topics that are really boring and then having people be like, oh, I get it. And that makes sense. And like, thanks for making it digestible in like a 30 second read. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure a lot of people would appreciate that because I don't think we'd want to dedicate that much time because a lot of us aren't that passionate about economics. So exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. (laughs) So this may be a broad question, but what's the current economic situation in the U.S.? We know Corona has made a huge impact on people now becoming unemployed and having to go on unemployment and stuff like that. Besides that, is there a light at the end of the tunnel? Yeah. So it's not great, obviously, right now. There's a lot going on and there's a lot of moving factors. So lots of unemployment. The June numbers came out and it's roughly 12% of people are unemployed right now. That's down from 16% at the height of 
you know, the layoffs and because of Corona. But then at the same time, it's like 25% of people in some urban areas are unemployed. So it's like a vast range. And, you know, there's like racial um, and systemic inequality there. So like those demographics have higher rates of unemployment. And it's really like an interesting time because I think finally the Fed and um, and different Fed banks are really trying to like pinpoint how they can change systemic racism. So like that's the light at the end of the tunnel, in my opinion. We shouldn't just be looking at the overall rate of unemployed. We should be looking at the different groups and how to target them and like how to help that situation. It's it's a pretty grim situation. There's lots of people who are missing their mortgage payments. And then there's like this huge discrepancy with like markets and unemployed. So like white collar versus blue collar. And that's sad. And I think this situation is like making that divide even greater. 50% of households live in a household that lost income since the lockdown started. And then there's the other 50% who are seeing their wealth rise because of their stocks gaining traction. So it's like the stock market doesn't really care, quote, care about what's going on on the ground. And there is just like this upward trajectory. And then at the same time, at the same day, these unemployment reports are coming out saying that like so many people, this like unprecedented amount of people are unemployed and are like missing mortgage payments and missing you know, could be evicted soon and all of these things. And so it's it's like a really bad situation in terms of like that discrepancy. I agree. I think they do need to break it down onto a more detailed level because like you said, there are the extremes on the high end and on the low end and trying to pull through an average like that. I mean, your numbers are going to be skewed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So kind of going back to the millennial side, how can we as millennials make better decisions when it comes to our economics? Um, so that's great. And I hope that like more millennials are going to be looking into economics and looking into the economy. And I think by making it digestible, like it doesn't, that doesn't mean you have to go watch like Bloomberg and CNBC and like try to get like read between <laughs> the lines about what's going on. Cause like who wants to do that? That's why I created this. I really think that there's no one else doing this. And yeah, like I think the more you are informed, um, the more millennials are informed as a whole. We've got, we've lost out. This is our second recession. I graduated college in 2009. And so I was like, hit with that first recession. And then again, millennials are hit with this one. And there's studies that say like, if you start off with a lower salary, your whole lifetime trajectory is going to be at a lower rate. So like Gen Z is actually mm. going to have a higher trajectory. Um, millennials like really lost out, like we're at the bottom, like baby boomers had a higher trajectory overall. And I so I think like targeting millennials for this reason is like, we need to do the most we can um, and help each other out. And if that's like the one minuscule thing that I can do to help out my generation, uh, like that's what I'm kind of giving back at with. So how can we become more savvy? Like what resources can we look at besides your blog, of course? What else is a good way to be more you know, inform, just more educated, inform. Yeah, like, there you go. I would say, so if you're c curious about a topic, like 
find out the facts yourself. Like, don't just listen to like the one Instagram post that you're scrolling through and then you just believe it. And it's like, you know, the internet isn't all real. Instagram isn't all real either. So find out the facts yourself if you care about it. And I think that's the only really way to figure out what's going on for yourself. And of course, there's personal finance blogs out there. So like specifically for how to save, saving super important, how to make those big decisions like saving for a wedding, saving for your house and for your kid as we're like now getting to those levels. So there's plenty of that out mm-hmm. there. And I'll, I'll email you guys that so you can kind of perfect throw those in your show notes but yeah like industries are also changing that's like one thing I wanted to also talk about so like you guys have probably heard the mass layoffs in the retail industry Mm -hmm. and it's um Macy's just let go of like 4,000 workers there's tons and tons of examples here and things that we thought would change in 10 years are really because of COVID are really happening in like 10 weeks So I think it's something like 15 million jobs that are lost right now will be permanently lost. And and some of that is like retail. So I feel like if you're a millennial and you're in those... I think that was fireworks behind me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah. And so 42% of the jobs lost today will never be recovered. And if you're in one of those industries think twice, you know, there's all of these free resources out there that you can retrain yourself and look at the top 10 most projected growing industries and see what you need. And, and I feel like, yeah, we're millennials, we're still young, and we're still smart. And we have, we know how to use the internet, and we know how to use all of these resources. So let's actually use them for our next job for our, like the future kind of moving away from those declining industries and moving away to the ones that are forecasted to grow. So which ones do you see that are forecasting to grow? So there's some healthcare ones like health, home aids, things like that, which we'll always need. Mm -hmm. Um, The percentage of people getting older is going to rise and we need people to take care of them. So like I think healthcare is sometimes like a really good avenue to go down. But then at the same time, it's like really hard to reposition yourself into going down that route. So if that's not an option, then there's also like data analytics and AI. And that just means like a lot of like learning to code, like data is going to be the next thing, like the next internet. And so if you know, even like on Excel, if you know how to like work with stuff, you'll definitely be picked over someone else who doesn't. So no matter what industry you're in, if you can work on those skills, I think that would be really beneficial. When I was looking on your website where your blog is, I saw that there's a be a contributor option. And I think that's awesome that you offer others input to be included in the content that you publish. As we all have like different areas of focus or we feel more important when it comes to economics. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So I put that in there and at first it was like, oh, how can I manage writing to my, like sticking to my schedule? And like, what if I go on vacation one time and, you know, I can't post every week. Um, so it was initially for that, but then I realized the more people 
that reached out, they really were interested in writing it, but they didn't have that platform behind them. Like they didn't want to create a website and they didn't want to be held to a schedule. And they kind of just wanted like a one-off writing topic. And so I felt like that fared really well. And so it's like a way for people to kind of get their feet wet with like seeing if they want to write. And then two, if they're really passionate about a subject enough to write a, a long form article on. That's cool. So with the whole blog and then your day job, how do you find time for yourself? How do you, you know, decompress, take time out for yourself, watch TV, do some self-care? How do you do all that? It's so important too. In the beginning of COVID, I was really like full steam ahead and not taking the breaks that I needed to. And it was really, it was because I didn't have those social distractions And so I was like always focused and always on. And then I realized like a wrinkle coming on and I was like, oh my God, I need to relax. (laughs) (laughs) And so literally I, and like pre-millennial economist, I was like queen of like facials and like hair masks and face masks and bathtub, like routine, you know, like, like spas. Like I was that girl. (laughs) Um, out of all of my friends. And, and then, yeah, like COVID hit and I became really serious and passionate. And then that stuff like kind of was put aside. And I realized like, wait, no, life is all about balance. Like I can't just skip the gym because it makes me like genuinely really happy after I go for a run. And so like, I need that happiness to combat the stress that I'm feeling because of the economy. And I know how bad it is, you know? Yeah. So then other than running, what is your your kind of go-to to decompress from the long day? Um, Have you guys tried out the Peloton bike? No. no. You've seen commercials oh. everywhere, though. You have one? Okay, so I bought it. Yeah, I bought it, like, last year. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm spending this much on a bike that's stationary, you know? And it's been, like, the best purchase ever really worthwhile and then it comes you can like get the app too even if you don't have the bike but they like have different types of exercises like meditation yoga and like hit classes and and like even running classes so if you're not a runner which I'm so so on I go through phases but it kind of like keeps you motivated throughout your run so Mm. yeah like exercising and like face hair masks and stuff are my go-to for relaxing yeah some at-home spa days yeah (laughs) yeah we're all about that so what would you want our listeners to take away from this episode to be the most informed you can be And that's like easier said than done. But I think like really getting down to something and really realizing what it means is really important. Yeah, you see that like, we're at 12% unemployment. But really like digging down a little deeper means you get to see the demographics and like how high the rates are for a certain group. And then you can kind of like, you know, have empathy that way. So Maybe that, and once you're in a leadership position, maybe you can make those changes to combat that. Um, Sorry, all the fireworks behind me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) They love economics. (laughs) (laughs) So I think people should like just really dive down and, and figure out like, the bottom of things. Um, Don't just take like a fact that you randomly read and like 
you know, think it's true and incorrect. Those are good points. So was there any other topics or tips, tricks, um, feedback that you wanted to give that we didn't cover or ask you? Yeah, I would just say like, people should try to be as informed as possible. They should try to read as much as possible in like that topic that they're interested in. Like don't try to go down some path that you aren't interested in because like what's the use of your time there yeah I think like if you are interested in economics um, follow us obviously the millennial economist but then also like subscribe to random newsletters and random economics like finance newsletters and and that way you get a five second read on what's going on in the economy and then you just have an overall view of what's going on and and I think something to note also is no matter what industry you're in so for example if you're, you know, in like some marketing field and you're like, oh, how does like what's going on in the economy going to really be affecting me? Well, if you know how your industry is changing economics there, um, then you'll actually be able to like leverage that and use that and bring that up in meetings. And then you'll probably get promoted for those ideas because your peers don't have them. And you're like thinking outside of the box and you're kind of thinking ahead of the future about your like department or company or industry. And so I think that's also like one like really personal way to see how all of this stuff can affect you. That's a great tip. I'm honestly going to take that one away to my professional career as well. So we've mentioned the webpage. Can you tell the listeners what the webpage is and if there's any other social media pages and where they can learn more and find more about the Millennial Economist? Yeah. So website is millennial-economist.com. Our Instagram and our TikTok is at the Millennial Economist, just spelled hold out. Hold up, hold up. A TikTok. <laughs> so what TikToks are you posting on there? I'm very curious now. So we just, we just got a person to work on our TikToks, like solely. Our, it's like a tongue twister, our TikToks. And um, yeah, we'll just be making really quick videos and either it'll be like, a person talking or it'll just be like video background and no person. I guess it depends on the platform, but just like telling a really quick snippet of what's going on and explaining it because that's one way to also reach younger people who might not know that they are interested in economics and or like sharing our knowledge. So yeah, that's TikTok and Instagram, same handle at the Millennial Economist. And then our Twitter is at the Millennial E, just the letter E. Very nice. I'll have to check them all out. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Well, thank you so much for coming on our show and educating us. I think we've learned quite a lot. I mean, I had no idea what the situation was really other than the news So it was nice to get your perspective on it. And that's all I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. And I hope you guys learned something and enjoyed. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Sonia. Thanks, guys. Well, that was very educational. What do you think? I agree. I thought it was very educational as well. And I like the fact that she breaks down economics on a more digestible level to where it's not Mm -hmm. as daunting of a forum for someone to go to. I think that's just awesome that she offers that. 
Yeah, I love it. It makes it easier to understand what he's talking about. And it just makes you more informed and educating yourself. So I'm all about that. Yeah. And you got to check him out on TikTok. I mean, that's got to be the first economics related TikTok <laughs> I've ever heard of. I know. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to follow, subscribe, and share our podcast. Everything will be linked in the show notes below. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Peace.